most, if not all, of the lyrical subject matter for the individual tunes revolve around different characters and different people in compromised, disparaging situations. And the songs reflect how they go about handling those challenges or, you know, those those unfortunate aspects that come to them. And, and some of the characters prevail and then some of them do not. On this episode of In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck, we speak to death folk band the Tennessee Stiffs about meeting their fans, what death folk actually is according to them, and we open up the title track to their record, 30 Pieces. I'm David Biggs. And I'm Vance Van Donslar. We are Tennessee Stiffs, and we are in session at Jackrabbit Soundshack. This song is Come Along Easy by Tennessee Stiffs.
The Tennessee Stiffs first touched our ears through the local charts on Reverb Nation. Their dark vocal harmonies and stormy instrumentation was a fresh release when coupled with what would normally just be considered folk music. Getting them into the studio, we really wanted to find out how they were able to make something so familiar feel so different. And in order to do that, we first have to ask, who are the Tennessee Stiffs? No, I think that the, the, the question of who the Tennessee Stiffs is is a really easy one to answer. It's a family. It's true. It's It was something that I played in a country band a long time ago. I had a pink mohawk, and I was selling my soul to the devil, so I felt like. And a guy explained it to me that there was this gift, and you had to you had to give that to people, and blah, 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 this and that. But the... Um, the guy after that was he, he taught me an important lesson about just like uh, just being comfortable with the people that you're in a band with. He says, you know, we, we went on tour in Japan and with this guy who was an incredible guitar player, but the other 23 hours of the day he was a prick. And it was just like, do you want to spend 23 hours with a douchebag or do you want to spend 23 hours with a guy who can really play a guitar pretty well, but he's a really cool guy? And you're like, okay, that's what I want to do. That that makes sense to me. I, I want to be able to be friends and be family with the guys that I play in a band with. So, like, when we originally started bringing people into the band, we wouldn't even allow them to bring their instruments. We would just straight up meet with the person and say, are you cool? <laughs> do you get along with the band? Is this something that, that we're willing to take on as just your personality before yeah. we even allow the instruments into the equation? Yeah, that came well before the music aspect of it. And it just, I think, I mean, and Casey's been with us since the beginning, which is wonderful. But, and we kind of learned slowly but surely as the years went on, like, man, it really, like, you can be a badass at what you do, but it's just like, you spend so much time uh, collaborating and practicing and, like, intimate time together, you know, and traveling together and um, and also, like, wanting to be on the same wavelength as, like, the sound you're going for and, like, evolving. Like, I feel like everybody that comes into this band, like, it just keeps getting better and better. And it starts evolving into, and I think that's also what adds to uh, the... The energy evolving of the music like yeah. it, it adds to like where it's going which i think is awesome to me av was like a fresh a breath of fresh air that was like young and vivacious and energetic and like kind of like put this little bit of spark back into it which was awesome and so. i was out of high school before he started like, <laughs> that's the energy he brings to this we're all tired no <laughs> <laughs> which we're not but it's just yeah <laughs> this is maggie's song by the tennessee stiffs my brain is working against me all of a sudden yeah. I don't know if I need food, I might need just more whiskey, but let's do this one!
Tennessee Stiffs on social media and you immediately notice their fan base. Not just by the amount of fans, but by how much they love this band, and justly so. But with the music market being so saturated with artists, it can be difficult to be noticed, and the Tennessee Stiffs are doing just that, getting noticed. We wanted to know what they are doing right, so we asked, how are you developing your fan base? It's been a mixture of pure love and, and pure stress because I... I love being organized and business is like my, I, I, I'm a hairstylist by trade during the day and run my own business at my chair. And so I think I just, I have this drive that um, that wasn't really there necessarily uh, until maybe like a couple years ago. And we were like, let's actually like try this. Let's like work hard at it and put a lot of time and effort into it. And um it seemed to just be kind of learning by doing. I mean, it was like trial and error. And as far as fan go, I, I think it, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think I became more aware of like, instead of just like getting on stage, playing a show to whoever 
happens to be there or whatever is very different than, you know, meeting people and like being act like actively telling them about the band, you know, like I used to not really do that. And I think it's, uh, people want to, people want to learn and hear it. And, and I think, uh, somebody once told me they were like, you know, it sounds really weird, but you know, you want to make yourselves likable, like through, I mean, it, it's just the way it is, you know, they're like music, sadly, like it might come right below that, but it's like, they want to, you want to be likable as people and like, you know, uh, relatable and, and all that stuff. And so I kind of took that to heart and not that we weren't like that before, but it's just been consistency for real. I mean, it's like, it's a lot of time and it's, uh, it's not just like getting your song on the radio anymore. It's like, going on, you know, all the social medias and like actively going out and meeting people at, you know, um, networking things and things like that. And going to friends shows and being more active and like talking to your friends and making friends with other people that are there instead of just going and sitting at a table. And, and so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard work. I mean, you do it cause you love it. We have a, a, a pretty oh. wide a fan base we don't we're not you know really one of the indie rock bands that only has you know listeners primarily from 21 you know to the early 30s section and you know we're not really a a traditional country band or a nashville country band that kind of appeals to more middle-aged older audiences we kind of uh have right have have something for for people of all ages so i mean you need any given show that we have you know it could be sort of a a younger crowd or an older crowd but i think that you know riding that wave and, and trying to appeal to multiple different sides of of the coin, so to speak, in, in that regard is really important. Um, I mean, especially for us in the Americana genre period uh, as artists. I mean, it's it's you know not like there's a particular audience that subscribes to listening to that music, again, because it applies to so many different people and it's it's so inherently accessible, or I guess that's the, the idea behind it. Um, but we, yeah, we, we definitely try to pull our, our, our branch out and, and along, uh, you know, many different streams, so to speak. And we try and do that in our performances as well. You know, we try and make it a, a relaxed sort of friendly atmosphere, whether we're at a restaurant or a dive bar, you know, we try to interject a little bit of comedy and, and have the audience kind of get used to, you know, laughing at us and, you know, we'll try and take, <laughs> take the edge off, so to speak, you know, and even playing some of this music, which has extremely serious subject matter. Um, we try and make the shows, uh, a family affair, right, so to speak. Right, possible. right, yeah, yeah. So we don't really, you know, we're not the type of band that's going to go on stage and have a, you know, a bunch of lights, and we're all going to hide behind some yeah. crazy curtains and you know reverb our voices <laughs> all the way to hell. I mean, you know, kind of what you see is what you get, and we're going to be there with you and and kind of walk your hand through it. And, right. I mean, it's it's a it's an odd thing because. Like when when we started off, we you know we we went in just the same route that everybody else does. You do the battles of the bands and whatnot, and we would always run into this thing where you would always the the guys would come up and say, "Yeah, your music is great, but we just don't know how to market you." Yeah, and we ran into that so many times, and we weren't yeah we we weren't willing to compromise. We were just like, "No, this is what we do. This is what we this is where the passion is." So if you don't get it, that's your problem. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden Sony picks us up and they and we're involved with this this distribution company and they say, well, we don't know how to market them. And so they just throw us at the wall and they literally are just like, you know, whoever, just just take it, just take it. And they get it, we get an email back the next week. It's like, hey guys, everybody took it. It's the longest distribution list I've ever seen in my life. This is unbelievable. 
And so we were like, oh, that's it. So it's not, we don't know how to market you. It's, it's just throw it's it at the wall. The it sticks. Yeah. It works for everybody. We don't understand why, but it works for everybody. Thank you for listening to In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. We wanted to remind you that if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our show. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to tap the notification bell so you never miss an artist. Okay, now on with the show. This song is Waiting to Collide by the Tennessee Stiffs.
Tennessee Stiff's latest record is titled 30 Pieces, along with the title track of the record. Look at the cover art and you see 30 Indian head coins whose faces have been replaced with the grim visage of skulls, one containing the name of the band. Lee actually designed this cover art, along with writing the song by which they named the album. Put this together with the apt reference to the Bible and color us interested. Talk to us about the song 30 Pieces. As, as a preface to that question, I'll lead, let Lee, since he's the composer of the lyrics, take the majority lead on this one. But just a little ba- background information. We, I think it's important that we chose that song as the title of the record as well, because the, the record and the way it, that it was recorded was half of it at first and then half of it later. So it's, it was sort of a, a collective thing. So it's, it's not really a continuous concept album, but m- most, if not all, of the lyrical subject matter for the individual tunes revolve around different characters and different people in compromised, disparaging situations. And the songs reflect how they go about handling those challenges or, you know, those, those unfortunate aspects that come to them. And and some of the characters prevail and then some of them do not. Uh, So with that being said, you know, I think the 30 pieces and, and that is one aspect of that in the, in the betrayal sense and, and how the particular character in that song actually doesn't, wind up doing so well yeah Yeah, the 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 song itself uh it stemmed from that that uh i I learned the story about karen and the guy he's he's the guy in greek culture where uh when you die he's he's the one that you pay 30 pieces of silver to to take you across the river Styx to the underground uh, or to the underworld and um, there was just something beautiful about that aspect of that. And I was just like, well, what if a guy, you know, he's got his 30 pieces in his pocket, but he's like, well, what if, what if I gamble my 30 pieces? What if I try to take some people with me? Just this awful, evil person. And like I said from the get-go, this, you know, this music tends to derive from a dark subject matter. It's like, let's just see where this takes us. <laughs> and so I kind of wrote it about this guy who is l- literally uh, gambling with his pieces. You know, the, the chorus is kind of this, this whole gambling metaphor for uh, what he, you know, he's, he's planning on taking as many people with him as he can. Um, the, the song, I don't know if you can really tell or not, but it's based on a Delta Blues, 12-bar blues kind of style thing where he's talking about uh, honing two-by-fours, and then he's talking about uh, driving nails one iron at a time, and then he's talking about digging holes, uh, neat and tidy rows. And so the whole thing, if you're not paying attention, you don't really get it, but if you are, then you all of a sudden understand this guy is making caskets, and he's digging holes, and he's planning on taking all of these people with him. And so it kind of wraps around to every other song that we have where it's just like if you listen close enough all of a sudden you're really uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) it's a fun upbeat song though which is it it goes back it goes back to like the original you know like when you don't really know all the lyrics or know what's going on right that's catchy it's like (laughs) yeah it's like it's not tangible necessarily but it's there right Mm -hmm. exactly yeah it's a sw- it's a fun swinger. I like. I it like, is. I like that song. That's sure. yeah. That's the whole point. Is just to make these take these dark subject matters and make them fun and accessible. Like, also, thirty pieces is just a fun. I thought it was such a fun name for an album. Like, this is thirty pieces by the Tennessee Stiffs.
Music falls into a lot of different genres nowadays. A lot of it can be interchanged with many others, and the music, in our opinion, doesn't necessarily scream originality. But the Tennessee Stiffs are different. Their musical style holds to something with which we're all deeply familiar, yet brings with it something entirely different, like a rose bush that bears black roses. In order to accommodate their sound, they had to define their own genre. So what is Death Folk? That is, that is the question that plagues us and has plagued us since we started in 2011. Um, it, it, it eventually, well, from the get-go, uh, Kara and I met from being in a different band, and we kind of immediately kind of gravitated toward each other. We started dating. We started realizing this was the kind of music that we wanted to write was like this, like... It's it's hard to explain. It's like we wanted to make pretty music that had a really dark subject matter. And it felt like folk was the best venue for writing these dark stories that sounded really pretty. And it became that kind of motto where we had that something, what was it called? It was something dark, something gritty, something new and something, something pretty. New, something pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was it was it was this thing that like when we first started, I was terrible at writing lyrics, and so I had all these old poems that I had written, and we just cut them up into lines, and we threw them in a hat, and we would look at them, and we would go, no, nah, that's crap. And we just kept throwing them out until we found a couple of things that fit together, and we would write the lines that, that kind of made it all fit together from there. And um, that, honestly, it was it was the band name that influenced the whole sound from the get-go. It was, it was this podcast uh, called... Uh, Stuff you should know, <laughs> and I had it on random, and these guys had one about these things called body farms, and it was uh, where they would they would take bodies that were donated to science, and they would put them out in a field, and they would study them, and to just to see what sort of natural decay right. that the bodies would experience, right? In like At this murder type situation, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and so I was like, wow, that's really dark. <laughs> And then the next thing I heard is this thing about myotonic goats, which is the ones that if you scare them, they they freak out and they Charlie horse really hard. Uh-huh. And uh, one of their nicknames mm-hmm. is the Tennessee Stiff Legs. And so I just heard the thing about the body farms at the University of Tennessee, and then I hear this thing about the Tennessee Stiff Legs, and I was like, Tennessee Stiffs? Yeah, he was like, that would be such a badass band name. That, like, that, do it. Yeah, that <laughs> band name, that <laughs> informs it. the whole thing. Is this dark subject matter with this beautiful melodies behind it and just – really get into that kind of Delta blues, kind of Southern fried rock mixed with all the old stuff that everybody knows. It's it's ingrained in everybody's blood at this point. It's just like, just take that and reboot it. Just make it better, make it fresher, make it new for everybody to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a few years ago, we kind of started saying like, it's something both fresh and familiar for people. Mm -hmm. And we hear that more as shows go on and we're like, okay, like that's what we wanted. And obviously we're, I mean, hopefully we're going in that direction and showing that to people. But, um, but it was, it was like, we would write these beautiful tunes like Carrion or something. And it was like, it sounded so pretty, but the, like it was actually like a song about Carrion, which is not, I mean, decaying matter or whatever. And, um, and so, like, that's kind of, and it just kind of went from there. And, of course, like, Lee's influences were very, uh, I mean, tech, like, oh, country, dude. blues, like, all these things, you know, and rock and stuff. And then I kind of had this weird twitch for, like, some Eastern European or, like, weird, um, I don't know, like, kind of swingy, weird stuff. And yeah, swingy gypsy of, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
kind of went from there. So that's what the, the hardest part with the genre question is that we cover so much ground. You know, there's anywhere from like eight to ten different things that we play, mix in to the yeah. bag <clears throat> that makes it so unique. But it's cohesive. It's all within the same vein. Like the way that we play and perform, it just all kind of locks together and makes, you know, something new and different, something yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think as, you know, a, Americana artists and, and the plethora of artists that consider themselves playing under that genre and kind of pool between the worlds of, of folk and roots music and rock and roll and blues and, and different you know, traditional American music. Um, we try to present all those styles kind of in our in our own little way, but to to keep something floating above it and, and to keep a sort of character and, and a roughness and a grittiness and, and to an extent a certain morbidity mm-hmm. uh, associated with it that kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, explores the, I guess, the the underbelly of what some people, you know, think of when they think of, of rock and roll or blues or any of these classic American musics as sort yeah. of, you know, coffee shop affairs and sort of, you know, gentle kind of singing songs by the riverside kind of thing. Whereas, you know, a lot of this music in, it, in its roots comes ultimately from, from suffering and, and from misfortune right. and uh, urban legends and, and all sorts of uh, different parts of American culture. So we just try to follow that sort of path while kind of straying our own little thing and, and keeping our own little aspect in there. So, yeah, it's been yeah. glamorous for too long. It needs to get back to its gritty roots. And that's <laughs> what we're doing. This is Cocaine Lover by Tennessee Stiffs. Angel Cocaine Lover
The Tennessee Stiffs are Ethan Lee Sadler, Kara Jane Sadler, Casey Kuznieski, and A.V. Adrian Voorhees. From Jackrabbit Soundcheck, we want to thank the Tennessee Stiffs for introducing us to their haunting and beautiful music and getting comfortable enough to talk with us about who they are. You can find their records Nightery and 30 Pieces on their website at tennesseestiffs.com or on your streaming platform of choice. Thank you for listening, and join us for our next episode featuring metal band Death of a Dream on March 4th.